you got a... No, you have a Stanley. I do Look have a you. Stanley Cup. Okay, you joined the Stanley bougie. community. I did. I resisted for a long time, and I was like, no, there's no way that those cups are good. Is it good? It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Why is it better than another cup? You can always have three days worth of ice in why, this cup. Why do you always need three days worth of I ice I never want to worry about my ice situation <laughs> ever again. The real question with the Stanley is, you have one. When is number two? Yeah, coming. see, yeah. I've already gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, that color is kind of cute. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody can, that. you know, like uh, whatever the, the old ad slogan was for something. Nobody can have just one stand. Right, and now yeah. I need to wash this sometime. Do you? I, you know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunny podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. But yeah. with the Stanley Cup. Oh, yes. yes. Maybe talk, successful. Talk <laughs> if that's how we measure it. Peak <laughs> success. Here it is. Well, I pull up our news article that I've Talk amongst ourselves. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. We Elise, how are you doing? I'm that's doing great. You got, got a Stanley Cup with I got it. All right. Don't worry. I can't leave you two alone for too long. That's good. Right. It's already <laughs> gone down yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about pagans today. All right. Um, but before we get there. Okay. We can talk about the pagans at Burt's Bees. Burt's Bees. <laughs> I don't know if they're pagans, but you know. <laughs> they are now. This sounds like it's going to be some sort of you QAnon heard, You heard theory. it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Burt's Bees is in some sort of child I feel, trafficking mm-hmm, ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my mind, pagan community, beekeeping, not too far apart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Basically sure. the same thing. Naturalism. Yeah. Worshipping a, a level of naturalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not, yep. Yeah. I think it's there. All right. All right. So Burt's Bees. Yeah, for game day for football. Okay, that's Super Bowl. In case you did not know. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's yeah. coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah, they've released four new flavors of lip balm. Okay, specifically for the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 now, um, who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl? You want to call your shot now? So let's see. We're down to four we're possible teams yeah. as of time of recording. As so of time of recording. Yes. Yeah. So At time of release, it's two. Right. Well, <laughs> well, release, we'll we know. know. We yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So, so call uh, your shot. I'm calling uh, Ravens and Lions. Ravens v Lions. Yeah. Okay. Who? What are the options? Ravens, Lions, Forty Nine er. Sorry, Ravens or uh, who did the Ravens play? Uh, oh my goodness, this is embarrassing. Riveting. Lions. Lions <laughs> are playing the Forty Niners. Uh, the Ra- oh, the Ravens are playing Kansas City. There it is. Yeah. The okay. Yeah, oh, the oh, oh it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. That's the one. So, so who are you going for? T Swift or Edgar Allan Poe from Baltimore? <laughs> oh, well, obviously Poe. Okay. <laughs> Quoth right. the Raven. There right. you yeah, go. Mixing it up. You know, I feel most uh, women of your age would choose T Swift. So I, I appreciate the <laughs> pivot. Yeah. You hear how he's just putting you right into a box? You don't have I to did look not. Like this. I did not. I did not. Most women of your age. <laughs> I assume, you know, most. Taylor Swift is more popular than Edgar Allan Poe. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's that much of a much of a stretch. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. Right. I, I'm not a Swifty, so that's maybe an important. Okay, and then Lions versus 49ers. What do you who do you think, Elise? Uh, oof. Eminem versus San Francisco. I don't know. Eminem. That's, yeah, like Detroit. The rapper Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Detroit hasn't. I feel like Detroit hasn't won anything in a long time. That's true. It's a big it's deal. Socially, been, yeah. economically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> athletically, athletically. <Yes. laughs> so we'll go Lions. You yeah. know, they had RoboCop once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back Was in the day. Mm. I think so. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna count it. Okay, <laughs> they got a statue of it. So fair enough. <laughs> All right, so football's coming up. Uh, what, what's your, you know, if you're, fo- well, we'll go on this. They've got four flavors for uh-huh. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you want to guess one of those flavors? Like it's going to be nachos are they, or something. Are they based on the teams? No. Okay. No, no, no. So the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You know, nachos. Okay. Yeah. I could see a nacho. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, something with beer, cerveza. No, no, no. Okay. You're, 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 this is off the rails already. We're going with concessions. I don't feel, I feel like these right. are accurate guesses. Oh, feel, is this like an, an idea flavor? Like. A concept? Winning in the last 10 <laughs> seconds. like yeah. Hail Mary pass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does defeat taste like? Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, maybe the Bengals now. All oh. right. Uh, <laughs> mean. Yeah. Uh, they're all chicken wing inspired. Oh, okay. Oh, all, they're all chicken wing. Well, that, that would have been valuable information to sure. give us like a realm. All right. So so, so first is buffalo sauce. Yeah, standard buffalo. Uh, are you going to get like a, a garlic parmesan no, no. or something? So, so they're all really buffalo sauce, buffalo wing inspired. Okay. Buffalo, ranch, okay. celery, Ugh. and carrot. Ew. Carrot. Those are the three flavor of 
lip balms that you can listen are four I, flavors yes. if i want buffalo flavored or buffalo wing flavored lip balms i want more than just buffalo sauce and i definitely don't want ranch or celery on my lips all day long yes. i feel like, like who's ever been like hey babe my lips taste like celery <laughs> 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 like and that's been positive you know yeah, I like, feel like oh water with hair in it <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> if i eat buffalo wings my lips will have a buffalo wing residue for quite some time regardless right like yeah. it's going to be on there it's great yeah. Love it. It's yeah, my favorite you, part of eating wings. Why buy the lip balm? Yeah. Well, it's probably, cheap. It's <laughs> probably cheaper wings, than the wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why buy the lip balm when you get the buffalo sauce for free? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, let me ask you. Yeah, f- these four flavors. Nope. Which one do you choose? <laughs> you uh, got to pick one. If I got to pick one, buffalo. Yeah. Because I uh, definitely carrot, don't want ranch. Carrot feels like the least awful. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would. Ag- I, I agree. Because what's, what's a carrot even taste like? Exactly. It's just going to be kind of like. Yeah. Light and like natural, yeah, flavor. You know, like mildly sweet. It's, it's maybe. nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of, kind of like bit nothing of yeah. in your lip balm, which is what I usually want. Yeah, I, I probably would agree with Kara. I think buffalo sauce. It, buffalo sauce is too strong a flavor that I would want. You know, like oh, that's buffalo. Like I'm just not interested. You know, <laughs> and uh, not into the. You know, ranch is ranch, fine. Yeah, Mm-mm. ranch is not fine. There's nothing fine about ranch. Yeah, there's nothing natural in that stuff. Just, yeah, I don't want that all like right under my nose because that's where your lips are. That's true. It's right under your nose. That's, okay. that's where my <laughs> lips are. Uh, so. I can second that. You know, I, yeah. I did the math and I think we all agree out. our yeah. lips are under right. our nose. Yep. Generally speaking, lips under nose. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're you know one of the handful of people in this world who has lips un- not underneath the nose, maybe buffalo sauce yeah. is, <laughs> is, you, is yeah. the right First choice. First off, yeah. right in. We want to hear your story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. There's the potential though with buffalo sauce because like sometimes you get your lips cracked, and you know like buffalo like sauce can really burn. Yeah. 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 Like the vinegar. Ouch. I would hate to think that you like you put on lip balm thinking it's going to help and then it burns. That right. would be bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are you a lip balm user? Uh, wouldn't need it. Yeah, I'm almost never. In in Texas, you really don't need it that often. Like it's so wet here. All yeah. Around, but it's like in the dry winter up in Ohio and stuff like that, or in tech or uh, Colorado, you see you need it all the time because it's so dry. It's, yeah. It's different to be a girl. Sure. Literally all the time. Yeah. The last time I put on like lip balm, I think it's a girl's choice. I like doing this, and I want to do it again. Was when I was in Big Bend in the summer. Like that uh, was yeah, like that. I like doing this, and I want to do it again. Well, because I've definitely been like, oh, let's put on lip balm. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I don't even know why I bothered. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like the way it feels. Yeah. But like in the desert in the summer, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I would. I'm gonna do this again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will. I will reuse. <laughs> I will reuse this stick of lip balm versus immediately lose it. It's sure. kind of yeah, like yeah. You know, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us know if you are interested in the Burt's Bees Big Game Package and which of those four flavors. Oh, do you get all four in the Big Game Package? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they all come a together. four pack. I love it. I think they, wow. might be, they might be sold out. A sampler. They might be sold out. <laughs> people you, bought this. You might have to buy it on the secondary did, market. Did people buy this or is this just like a... Uh, some sort of ploy, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Driving people to the website. Be like, oh, I guess I got to settle for regular That's Burt's right, Bees. Yeah. <laughs> Or they get so much buzz that when they do a special re-release next week, and you know, oh, everybody's like, oh, it's, so much it's out again. Buzz, yeah, like <laughs> buzz marketing for birds yeah. bees. There you go. All right, uh, let's jump into our main news article. Okay, we are in the Atlantic. We are classing, <laughs> this, 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 this classing yes. it up. I Roll signed up. up for a free trial. I put on to a get this article. tuxedo and a monocle right. and have my. We've gotten very sophisticated smoking, all of a sudden. Jacket. Speaking of, I, I do need to blows bubbles. <laughs> I do need to remember to cancel our free trial because <laughs> I don't want us to pay $80 for a subscription to the Atlantic. That's a good. Okay. So put a reminder in your thing right now. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the Atlantic. All right. Not to uh, be confused with the Pacific, which is. Mm. It's, I don't know. Is sure. there a Pacific? Or the newspaper? Arctic yeah. or the Indian. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. Right. It's only the Atlantic. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly, from my teenagers tell me there's a fifth ocean nowadays. What? That they're teaching in school. Madness. What's the oh, fifth ocean? Yeah. I don't remember. It's like sub our northern. I don't know. Is it nor- <laughs> north? <laughs> the North's Ocean. The Arctic Ocean is in the north. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Antarctic Ocean. So is there an, the they're sub- oh, okay. defining an Antarctic Ocean. Okay. Uh, I, I say they're wrong. All right. <laughs> like, look, things were right when I learned it, and, and I'm not yeah. here to learn Back anything. Back when now. Pluto was Pluto a planet, is, the first right. time. Yeah, it's definitely a planet. Yeah. When Pluto was a planet, and there were only four oceans. Right. Yeah. Back in the good old days. <laughs> Speaking of the good old days, this article is, maybe not the good old days, but the article is, is titled, <laughs> The Return of the Pagans. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Quite a transition you've got there. <laughs> well, pagans, you know, paganism is typically, you know, part of the old days. Maybe not uh, the good yeah. old days. Right. Sure. But the old days. Good That's days. how we think of it. It's yeah. good for somebody, I suppose. Probably. Mm. <laughs> Probably not very good for a lot. Usually always good for the people in charge. That's how most things are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, by David Wolp, and he Wolp. is... Mm-hmm. A rabbi. There it is. <laughs> Whoop, there it is, yes. He is uh, a rabbi oh. at Harvard. Which okay. is pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a gig. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely upping the game based on our uh, relevant authors who are like, I don't know, here's a person I that know, yeah. exists. No, no <laughs> offense to yeah. relevant. We're, we're a higher class of source. That's right. We yeah. may not be a higher class of podcast, but we have uh, a higher class of source. We do. Right. Yeah. We can reach for the stars. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I had to print this out and highlight things instead Whoa. of just like scrolling through on my phone while we talk. <laughs> so, you know, like... Trees were murdered for this podcast. Right. They were yeah. 10 whole pages. So, you know, that's a lot of pages. That's right. 10 whole trees. That's <laughs> Thankfully, first page, just the photo and the title. So nice. Right. Nine Love pages. Of well, that was important to yeah. print out as well. Well, I yeah. wanted to get his name. Yep. Uh, all right. The, the Return of the Pagans. All right. So uh, the general gist of this article is as Christian influence in the West has mm-hmm. been diminished, mm-hmm. something is going to rise to take its place. Okay. And David Wolpe is, rise, is, you know, kind of positing the idea that a return to paganism is rising to take its place. Okay. Okay, so first up, what is paganism? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> we got to at least land there, and then we'll get to kind of how he expresses this. And uh, sure. I'm going to say, makes a compelling argument. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> at least you got to take on I what do. is paganism. So I did a little bit of an etymology deep dive. Oh, on, my goodness. On we have a, you know, like a researched article, and you did etymology research? I did. Research? I oh wanted to know where the term came from. Am I asleep? What Was this yeah. a dream? Usually, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, our best uh, podcasts are when Pastor David is asleep. Right. <laughs> um, so the term pagan was an early uh, Latin term that referred to people who lived out in the countryside. It was actually a slur for mm. being poor and uneducated. It had okay. no religious connotation. Originally, there's also... Um, so you're so pagan, which is like you live outside the... the it's like a hick. It's calling somebody a hick. Yeah. Um, and on sort of the barbarian... I'm going to start calling unquote, Patrick pagan. That's fun. That's yeah. Like, he's such a pagan. <laughs> poor, yes. Country, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pag. Yeah, that's, different, that's a different thing, yeah. <laughs> um, sort of on the like more barbarian side in quotes which at that time meant um kind of anybody not under like roman empire rule um you had the term heathen which is a Mm -hmm. simple uh similar thing which meant living literally meant living in the heath like the moss and stuff kind of out in the in the wilderness yeah so that is where that came from um during the time when the roman empire aligned itself with judaism and christianity Mm -hmm. then it took on religious connotations as well Ah. and it became something that is not only indicative of your social and economic status, but something of your religious status as well. Yeah. So people who were uh, less educated and poor tended to practice old um, sort of more archaic belief systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I would say that I would have aligned with like kind of the more, I don't want to say modern, more recent interpretation, right? That it has the religious connotation. Mm-hmm. And so you know, w- when I hear people throw around pagan today, it is one typically Christians who throw around pagan, mm-hmm. and typically they're talking about people who worship things other than God. Right. Uh, I think in its best case, uh, pagan would be referred to people who are worshiping like non-gods. Like you, you so you're not. It, this is not a, a, a descriptor of like an organized religion, right? Mm-hmm. This is in, in my context. Mm-hmm. All right. So Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, right, are not pagan in my right. sense. Um, but that paganism is like worshiping this thing that's like it's right. not a god but it's this thing that i give my life over to which we're kind of going to get into with his sure. description right so whether that's nature or power or wealth right there's not a god associated to yeah. that thing but i worship this thing and so i do everything in my life centered on this thing right probably wicca might be like the closest sort sure. of organized thing that you could say this is like a organized pagan would wicca wiccans call themselves organized i think so okay i didn't to know where they i mean they have they have some level of organization in like covens and councils and stuff like that. Oh, so. I, I was going to say coven, but I thought that was like just an offensive thing that I'd No, I think that's, that's legitimate. A real thing. Yeah, okay. I think they, they would actually say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I definitely would associate um, paganism with some worship or, you know, at best, 
connection to the natural world mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. at worst worship of the natural world sure. uh, and what that looks like. So uh, he is going to say this. Wolp. Uh, Wolp, yeah. Most ancient pagan belief systems were built around ritual and magic. Coercive practices intended to achieve a beneficial result. They centered the self. The re- revolutionary contribution of monotheism was the its insistence that the principal concern of God is instead how people treat one another. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of putting these two things in contrast. So paganism is ultimately a religion of self okay. and monotheism would be a religion of how we treat the others. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can get down with that. Yep. Yep. All right. That's why he writes for the Atlantic and we do this I podcast. I know. Yeah. That's so right. we can just say, yes, that's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very well done. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rabbi Wolf. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, yeah, she probably might not, you know, when you're thinking of like the classical definitions of paganism, you probably would be thinking like, that doesn't really sound like America these days. But mm. here's his argument. Okay. All right. Let's, let's hear it. All right. Although paganism is one of those catch-all words applied to wildly disparate views, the worship of natural forces generally takes two forms, the deification of nature and the deification of force. Mm. And in mm. the modern world, each ideological wing has claimed a piece of paganism of its own. On the left, there are the world worshipers who elevate nature to the summit of sanctuary. And on the right, you see the worship of force in the forms of wealth, political power, and tribal solidarity. Mm. All right. In other words, the paganism of the left is pantheism, and the paganism of the right is a kind of idolatry. Hug a tree or a dollar bill, and the pagan in you shines through. Ooh. Okay. It, it, it's well line. done. Yeah, it's, it's hard to have anything to <laughs> hug, criticize here. Hug a tree or a dollar bill. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's why I don't hug trees. Yeah, I think that this uh, we're immediately coming to kind of like this is and this is uh, right away. This is kind of his Intro. thesis statement. Yeah. Know, he's going to work and expand on this. As well. He has a thesis statement. So yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a First of all, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> all right, and we're going to jump into some other paganist beliefs okay. about how they're shaping kind of American culture. Okay. All right. So what do we think about this? You know, this idea of like this version of paganism. This uh, the left. Uh, world worshippers mm-hmm. and the right power worshippers are kind of elevated kind of in American or the Western society that we're seeing. Yeah. That does it hold water. I mean, what I find most helpful about it is that it's not somebody from one perspective or the other saying like, oh, look, there are the pagans over there doing yes. that thing. Yeah. It's, uh, this guy who feels like in a, I mean, he's a rabbi, but I'm going to say in a Lutheran sense, right? Kind of standing in this middle ground saying mm. both sides are doing this thing wrong, right? Yeah. Right. And, and we have to hold that tension and acknowledge like neither side is doing it right because we're both going too far in any particular direction. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is very Lutheran. It is very Lutheran. And oh. so Rabbi Walp, welcome to the fold. Yeah. Um, so I find that particularly helpful and, and pointing it out in both directions. And I do think the argument that he's making, I think I see it reflected in the way that we will practice. And I think we're going to get into how that yeah goes here in a minute yeah yeah i think it's there is a lot of irony in the you know we grew up in the the 80s and 90s right and so like the whole satanic panic thing was very mm-hmm. real and Absolutely. there was always this idea at least on the right that i was very familiar with that um something is going to take christianity's place yeah but that thing is going to be atheism right yeah. and this kind of idea that it, well it's not atheism it is paganism you know but that is actively practiced by people who would still claim christianity you know yeah Yeah. very interesting yeah and i think that in a lot of because he'll reference some like ceos and stuff like that as well and i think so for some of these people they might consider themselves atheists right and that's one of the things that i've always struggled with atheists is that most of them are not genuinely atheists right Mm. most of them worship something right right they just say oh well i don't worship that god of christianity or of islam or i don't worship right. a god but they all have a, a thing that they worship in my well i mean that the, the so, theist part they're a theist so no mm-hmm. god that they recognize but yeah but i, I think but i think that's what this paganism piece gets to is like this thing becomes your god right right this, this thing that you worship becomes the god that you are bowing down before and giving right. your life to and uh, yeah, what what I think is in your point that's really interesting right is that it's people claiming christianity mm-hmm. and practicing paganism right that's yeah yeah treacherous waters yeah i feel like you know and as you know bible believing podcast we're gonna say this is not something that's happening outside the church walls right this is happening very much within yeah like like or at least within and without yeah like we are but like the church is not immune yes to this uh and saying you know i think on the left Sometimes I think the left-leaning churches have a higher sense. You know, he kind of mentioned paganism is ultimately kind of a worship 
of self mm-hmm. of a higher level of like what matters most is what you believe personally like like uh, an elevation of self-realization or self-identification mm-hmm. instead of like uh, you know ultimately god is over all sure, sure and on the right you know we definitely see in christian churches a much greater drive for power and success as the markers of god's sovereignty and yeah. even god's blessing right like god is present with the powerful and the successful is clearly something that has taken root in right-leaning kind of churches whether they say it or not right it's there right like in fact sometimes they say the exact opposite but that's not what they believe <laughs> like, right like that's not how they practice <laughs> yeah you know like for that power matters more so than anything else. All right. Let's jump into some other ways. All right. So first he's going to kind of talk about how. Um, wow, this is so in-depth. He had to switch highlighter colors. Well, my first one broke. It, 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 it broke a highlighter on it. Break, it, fa- it was fading. And yeah. so I yeah. choose another one. It's also fading. And yeah. so I threw both away. Jeez. Good work. Yeah. We don't have any highlighters. We went through two highlighters for this article, right. people. Yeah. yeah. Two highlighters and a free subscription. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so he's first going to say, like, I think this is kind of this interesting kind of mentality, of how we approach kind of worship or how we mm-hmm. approach kind of being a faithful person. I mean, obviously, our faith and his faith are not the same, but I think we both look at monotheism as, as kind of like a core structure of how sure. we kind of structure things. And he says, if we don't have a God to simultaneously assure us of our centrality and our smallness, we will exaggerate both. Mm. Um, and I think we're going to kind of see that's yeah. how we're kind of playing this out. So for him, you know, it, he kind of talks about this Hasidic Jew who practiced these two things. One piece of paper says, for, for me, the world was created. Mm-hmm. And on the other, I am but dust and ashes. And he's right. in two separate pockets. But dust. Yeah. <laughs> but dust. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> even when we bring in the Atlantic, it's we're still the same. No, Listen, yeah, yeah. You, you can take us out of relevance. Right. <laughs> Wherever you, can't you take go, the out of us. There you are. Am yeah. I right, everybody? Yeah, I <laughs> yes, yes. yeah. So I think we're saying like, if you eliminate this idea of like, I am created in the image of God, yep. and I am a finite being. Both those, and I, and I, and also, I am but dust. Yeah. But dust. <laughs> Uh, I'm but, only dust. I'm only dust. <laughs> That's my new affirmation yes. is I'm but dust. And both, <laughs> both those things are simultaneously true and simultaneously like beautiful to the yeah. human condition. Mm-hmm. And if we eliminate kind of the connection to God, we're going to lean heavy on one or the other. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and instead of hold those two things in tension. I think that's so liturgically right in the calendar. We're coming up to the beginning of Lent here yes. on uh, February 14th. We'll have Ash Wednesday and that's the whole happy Valentine's Day. That's right, right. right. That's the whole uh, practice of Ash Wednesday, right? Is that you come to this service in which you hear how much God loves you and you have ashes wiped on your forehead to remind you that you're going to die. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it's this great practice of entering this holy season, rem- remembering that you were made to be mortal and that God has created a way out of out for you from this mortal life into what God intended for you from the beginning. And so, when we're practicing, uh, when, when we're engaging in these uh, practices that are centered on this this ideal, right? That uh, that we are both holy, beautiful, and wonderful, and we are in need of something greater than ourselves. I think that's where we find the balance, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in a lot of churches that don't practice Ash Wednesday, don't practice Lent, don't practice those kind of ritual things that ground us in that, we see these swaying really far in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Not that like. Liturgy is not always the answer, but I think that it is one way in which this grounds us in this mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, sure. Uh, so first we talk about the current worship of wealth as a pagan kind of extension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, for a long time in the United States, the accumulation of capital was teleological. I love this. I love this so much. Nailed it. Yep. Wealth was a means of improving society, of creating something greater than oneself. The current ideology of wealth is solipistic. I should become wealthy because I should become wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, gone is the New Testament admonition that it's harder for a rich man to enter heaven than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. On campus, I see a lot of students now trying to thread that needle. Sure. Yeah. I, I hear what he's saying. I, 
I would argue that <laughs> that wealth ever really served for the betterment of society. <laughs> right. Like, has it ever been teleological? Yeah. 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 That, 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 that be might be question. that might be you know rose colored glasses. Right. 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 I mean, yeah. like, if you look back at like you know the barons and whatnot, like they were not making wealth. I mean, yeah, society was better because of their wealth in a lot of ways, but that wasn't their goal. Like right. they were getting wealthy on the backs of people that they could oppress. And if sure. society happened to get better on the on the way, well then Think I right. guess yeah. we looked good for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, when we read through the history textbooks and you read of the oil barons or railroad tycoons, you know, coming like we see the positive benefits to all the things they did for the United States. Like, wow, this railroad tycoon was like this new mode of transportation connecting the coasts. And what once was a month's long travel is now days is powerful. It's incredible. It does so much for our country and forgetting like all the you know, immigrants who yeah. right. died building those yeah. those right. tracks, yeah. you know, and uh, in explosions, building tunnels, you know, thing. like that gets kind of swept away. Yeah. Right. And so like, yes, buried under the mountain. If yeah. you will. Yes. Um, but but I think I do like this idea, though, that I think for many people, I should become wealthy because I should become wealthy. Yeah. Is definitely there. It's Absolutely. not like right. I should become wealthy because of ingenuity, hard work, effort, or to make a difference in this world. It's really like I want to be wealthy so I can be wealthy. Yep. You know, is is a powerful thing that's happening, I think, mm-hmm. in yeah. America in this day. Yeah. And I think this might be one of the first times where it is like a morally neutral statement. You know, that yeah. like the person mm-hmm. making that statement says it and believes it to be morally neutral. You yeah, know? I hear that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, because I think like at least historically in America, whether we believed it or not, I think we at least paid lip service to like the true greatness amongst us is humility right. and care for those on the downstream sure. on the left. Sure. Like, right. like we at least would pay lip service to those types of mm-hmm. things. Like like at, at the very least, like we want to think that that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I feel like we've just said like, we don't think no, we all want to be rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just want to be rich and powerful yeah. so we can be rich and powerful. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, we've yeah. even talked about on this podcast, uh, I don't, we're going to forget the pastor's name, but the uh, pastor from the evangelical side of things who's talked to people who have been accused of being too political, too socialist, right? Because they quoted Jesus in the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like the Beatitudes are no longer seen as like a virtue that we should aspire to. And they're not like, oh, that's just... It's, yeah, they're socialism. That's yeah. <laughs> Jesus being socialist. We're going to yeah. ignore that part and go on to the yeah. part where Jesus talks about how much money I should make. Where's that again? And Amazing. by the way, yeah. it's not there right she just doesn't talk about how much money you should make spoiler alert yeah and everything jesus says about you know accumulation of wealth is get rid of that it's very anti yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's uh you know if you cut out all the places in the bible where there's money or Mm -hmm. talk about the you know lifting up the poor orphan Mm -hmm. the widow yeah you're gonna be left with quite a large hole in that bible some cool miracle stories yeah, yes. <laughs> those are in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, it's going to be a pretty big, uh, yeah, jarring, you know, absence of what's missing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to talk about the Greeks here. Ooh. Uh, you know, when we look at you modern know, day or <laughs> yeah, those Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to clarify, <laughs> ancient Greeks. And, yeah. Okay, the ancient you know, ones, but, you the know, nude ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go that far. <laughs> the modern ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing over there? All the statues are naked. It's true. All right. All right. The, the statue Greeks. Ancient Greeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Greeks taught, and this, you know, referencing an ancient kind of what we would consider pagan culture. Yes. Uh, the Greeks taught the rich and powerful and beautiful were favored by the gods. Mm-hmm. Truth. Then along came Judaism and after Christianity, arguing that widows and orphans and the poor were beloved of God. So, you know, we're Crazy seeing- Crazy town. Yeah. A marked contrast. And then now we're feeling- I think in America, a flip back. Yeah. You know, like the rich, powerful, and beautiful, those are the ones favored by mm-hmm. gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how do we see this kind of playing itself out in America or in American church? So I don't know that we can talk about this without talking about the gentleman who happened to win uh, the New Hampshire primary last night. Um, we're going to reference him later, too. Okay. So we'll I don't know it. what happened. I'm, Donald no. Oh, d- shoot. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think I was talking about? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. Who else was winning the New Hampshire I primary? I didn't read anything about the news. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So <laughs> when you <laughs> stop, when you have a, I was hoping it was Tom Hanks. Right? <laughs> I was like, who was running in the New Hampshire primary? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. But when you have a, a, a 
political figure who is as prominent as he is. Correct. Uh, who has as much sway with people as he does, who purports to support Christianity as he does, and then who openly mocks people who are uh, handicapped in one way or another, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, less beautiful than his uh, particular standard, yes. less powerful than his particular standard, right? And not even like behind closed doors, but like uh, at a microphone in front of thousands of people. Uh, Two well, cheers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Thousands of people might be an exaggeration sure. on my right. part. He would say thousands of people, right? Uh, uh, two cheers for mocking these people that, right, are yeah. in this category that we would. Th- that is where I see this, right? We see mm-hmm. this idolization of, hey, what what matters is that I have money and that I can buy whatever I want and that mm-hmm. I can get away with whatever I want, right? Sure. You know, regardless of what you think of his politics, the way in which he speaks about other people is a reflection of this description sure. that is yeah. being read right here, right? It's a reflection of power, money, success are what matters. Even though I say I worship Jesus Christ, what I'm really valuing is power, money, and success rather than the values that Jesus taught. Yeah. yeah. I would say we no longer care about whether our politicians are honest. Mm-hmm. We care about whether or not they can intimidate others into sure. to well, pursuing an agenda. I think we, we care about whether or not our politicians can win. That's yeah. what we mostly yeah. care about. Can That's this fair. person that I that I that I back win? Yeah. Because ultimately, again, that the god of success is right here in front of us. Of like, yeah. and I think we see this in American church too. What are the best churches in America? Mm-hmm. The biggest. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, how could they not be? They can win. Yeah. Yeah, because they're winning, right? Like they're winning whatever culture game we've placed in front of them. We say they're winning. Those pastors have an audience of thousands Mm -hmm. and so they're the best pastors yeah you know they're the most listened to and therefore they're the most they're the best they have the most things the best things to say i mean even like you know we take like somebody is rich in america and we automatically assume that their opinion about other things outside of their field matter yeah like 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 that that, we care what an actor (laughs) has to say about the war in the middle east sure as if they're an expert on the war we care what elon musk has to say you know about other things you know like like again because you're rich your opinion matters yeah uh is kind of how we've kind of set it up and kind of put this out there and in some ways we say like you know the people who actually dedicate their lives to study their opinion doesn't matter right right (laughs) that's irrelevant yeah you're poor yeah, 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 or like you're a nobody. Yeah, not even necessarily you're poor. You're just not famous. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, you know, thinking of kids, you know, drowning in like influencer culture. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. imagine what it's like to grow up and like whose opinion on Instagram matters. The people who have followers. Yeah, like that's the reality. Yeah. Like yeah. the most who who has the most followers has the most sway. Yeah, and that's crazy. Like that's just so antithetical to what Christianity is at its core. Yeah, and yet. American Christians on both sides embrace it wholly. Yeah. You know, like, and so it's, this is why beyond Sunday has never tried to get people to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will not fall prey. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not that we're bad at it. <laughs> we're not bad at it. It's, yeah. It's intentional. Yeah. All right. But while you're at it, go follow beyond Sunday podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Next up the worship of the body of beauty, which is mm. another form of power is pagan inheritance. Mm. Uh, in the Bible, if someone is physically imposing, that usually signals trouble. Truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, from Samson. Yep. Saul. Head above the others. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but in da- America. David had ruddy good looks. Yep. What is, yeah. What does that even mean? I don't first know. First of but all. It's but <laughs> a weird description that <laughs> yeah. we get. But the veneration of physical beauty, the Instagram the Instagramization of culture is pagan. That's a made up word. It's okay to not know what that one is. It's pagan to its roots. Uh, it's not enough to look good for a while. We have to look good forever. Boom. Ooh. Yeah. All right. What do I we would think drop about my mic, how this, this expensive. you know, <laughs> yeah. is influencing kind of uh, American culture? Yeah. I mean, you and I have witnessed this with our teens, right? That they have like multiple accounts where they have like their perfection account and only like the selected cultivated whatever criteria mm-hmm. that goes on that one and then they have the one that they can actually like be their, quote unquote themselves their finsta their fi- the what their finsta, finsta. Yeah. finsta is that friends friends and okay spirit. finsta yeah i did not know the, the slang i'm not as hip as patrick is clearly but uh yeah i mean i i think that's the reality that we're living in right that we have to have this public appearance that is perfection forever all the time 
Mm. And then anything that's real or that's actually going on, we have to like hide behind closed doors, maybe with a select group of close friends. Right. Not. I think for a lot of our kids, it's not. I think a lot of our kids feel like that just has to be buried or even their Fensta, right, is not maybe as honest as they want to be able to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one is definitely true and it's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, like you think of beautiful actresses and once they reach a certain age, all the roles dries up. You know, like yeah. that age is like 40. Yeah. You know, like For sure. yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, not that even old. like, yeah. 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 And, and 40 is like, we held on for a good while. Right. right. Like we did. Right. Like, I don't know if this is, some of them were bad actors at 20. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, that but they were like, getting by with a good look. Yeah. That's right. like, and so some of them like never should have been actors. Right. Sure. I don't sure. know if that's offensive, but you know, some no, of them no, should yeah, not have been. Yeah. Right. But yeah, th- there are those who are genuinely good actors who are not getting roles because they're, Sure. Yeah. Not fitting it, it, it just, too. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't like that's it's over. Like, yeah. you know, you just go from being the heartthrob to the grandmother immediately. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. like that's what no it, in between, yeah. Yeah, what it looks like. Um, yeah, I think that this is certainly a part of American culture and you know, um even a part of American Christian culture. Mm-hmm. We think of mm-hmm. celebrity pastors. Sure. It's no shocker that many of them would be conventionally attractive. Yeah. <laughs> conventionally attractive and uh, mm-hmm, put out their wives as conventional eye candy, right? Sure. Because yeah. most of these uh, conventional pastors are men. Yes. And so they're married to conventionally attractive women and they put them out there to... I remember I made this mistake once of tuning into a Joel Osteen sermon. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. right, and this was early, like in the, in a, on a Sunday morning, I was getting ready for worship. Uh, and I just was like flipping the TV. And so it was just on in the background. And while he was preaching, he was talking about, uh, his wife going to a store and he couldn't say the name of it, but let's just say it made some reference to his wife's going to Victoria's secret. Right. Like, so the whole point of this story that he was saying was it's like, my wife is hot. I, my wife is hot. And she yeah. was buying laundry. But, and, yeah. and this was like in a sermon. I'm like, gross. <laughs> right. I don't want to know this, but right. like putting this out there and now everybody in that room can think about oh yeah his wife was buying laundry and so this is like using his wife as eye candy because she is i don't even know what she looks like but she's you know theoretically attractive and people want to hear that story right yeah Yeah. Um, rest assured i will never tell that kind of story really if you ever hear me reference victoria's secret at all outside of this conversation please just slap me because i right but also i know amanda would just jump up from the second row and i'd be dead before I finish this <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, i grew up in the era of the youth pastor or young adult pastor or young adult pastor talking about their smoking hot wife yeah you know, like, yeah, yeah. Smoking hot. yeah. I, I grew up in that like i've got a smoking hot wife you know like yeah. that was definitely and that's why you should wait to have sex until you're married because so you, can you have too a smoking hot wife. Smoking hot wife. Yeah, smoking hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and con- listen, I do like smoking hot. I think that's that's a fun phrase, but it it's is, not but something not I'm going to throw context. out in yeah. <laughs> preaching. Please, please no. <laughs> Unless we're talking about barbecue. Yeah. Right. Smoking <laughs> out ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to hear more about it. Thank right. you. <laughs> I'm going to see how many ways I can work smoking hot into a sermon without actually right. referring to a person. Where did you get the ribs? <laughs> what were the flavors available? <laughs> smoking heart barbecue sauce. Are they open on Sundays? That's right. Yeah, it's Chick-fil-A ribs only open Monday right, through Saturday. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, Chicken I, ribs. Gross. You know, in, <laughs> in contrast to this, you know, he highlights the Christian practice or the, the religious practice of humility. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. of like how that is being diminished, you know, as this is being uplifted. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that, you know, again, from kind of both sides, you know, politically mm-hmm. and uh, socially, having fully convinced of their own side's rightness and goodness. Yes. You know, of like, we are 100% that what we say is right and it is good. And without any kind of reflection of like, maybe it's not right and maybe it's not even all that good, but it's mine. It's ours. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they're both sides politically are fully convinced of their own side's rightness and goodness and then fully convinced of their, the other side's evilness Mm -hmm. and wrongness on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even like, I like my side 90%. This is the 10% I don't like. And your side, I like that 10% and not the 90%. Mm-hmm. Like we can't even give like one concession on one yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like my side is 100% right on everything. Yeah. And your side is 100% wrong on everything. Yeah. Like that's insanity. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that cannot be true except for tribalism or mm-hmm. an absence of humility. Yeah. 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 I, and I think the escalation to you're not just wrong, you're evil. Yes. For mm-hmm. it, right. That, that's yep. the piece that like really has kicked into high gear, I think, in the last. 
10 to 15 years, right? Yeah. I think people have always been, you know, there have always been partisans who have said, we're 100% right, you're 100% wrong. Um, but now it's, you're wrong, and that makes you evil. And right. that makes you someone who wants to, you know, kill unborn children. Or, and that makes you someone who wants to take away everyone's human rights, right? Just, it, it yeah. Yeah, you're evil automatically if you're on the other side. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, we mentioned him before, so let's do it again. Uh, you can see the same worship of power over heroic endurance and restraint today on the political right. I like people who aren't captured. Trump infamously said about John McCain. Yeah. Consider was... how Trump reframes heroism, yeah. making it not about bravery, but about success. Yeah. Yeah. Like John McCain is not a hero because yeah. he was he did not succeed in his mission and was captured. Yeah. yeah. And regardless of bravery or endurance of right. torture. Right. Uh, right. In, that, yeah. In the Vietnam War, which is notoriously one of the worst prisoner of war situations right. known quite in torture yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point yeah <laughs> lost movement in one arm you know yeah. like yeah. Yeah. you know and but but yeah like crazy you know like that for years john mccain was a war hero from yeah. both si- from both sides whether yeah. you agreed or did not, did not right. agree i mean that was a john mccain was a war hero also john mccain was a republican yes. it is like a, it's, well, well i mean until he died yeah right yeah. like i mean he was you, on the same political yeah. side he ran as for a president as a republican yeah right and a central piece to his campaign was being a war hero and having yeah. like experience leading military against you know barack obama's relative inex- inexperience in right. that category right yeah. like that was a huge pe- and and republicans celebrated it yeah every time they could get they were talking about oh what great it is to have a war hero you know in this plate yeah 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 and then Trump and makes then one like, Trump like makes jab, one and it's like, yeah, what a weenie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what a loser. Only the losers get captured in war. Right. From the guy who's never served it. I mean, I never have either, but yeah. I also don't make fun of POWs, right, so I exactly. you know, feel like, like I have a little high ground to stand on I never on think here. like, yeah, I think I could withstand torture. That'd yeah, I could, I could yeah. land a plane. That's fine, but yeah. withstand okay. torture. Come on. Whew, let's get back on this. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, it, again, it shows like true power is success yeah. in america yeah. like and then like so that that's how you know you're powerful is by success and so rising to a great even a, a greater level than when you started is like well that's fine but i guess like in reality it's not necessarily success it's more success yeah. or like even in like when we talked about beauty it's not necessarily beauty it's more beautiful mm-hmm. like you know or it's not necessarily wealthy it's more wealthy yeah. like that's kind of how yeah. american culture and i think even church culture has kind of structured itself is it's not enough to be reach that level of mm-hmm. we have to be more successful than the church on the street yeah. or the church that we disagree with, you know, like, you know, that that's how we know we made it, yeah. you know? So like, it's, well, and we can only frame things in relation to one another. And that's the yeah. central contrast to the gospel, right? The gospel says you are enough. Yes. And, and this says you are never enough. Right. Right. I, I think that, in some ways, this kind of rise of paganism that uh, we're referencing through this article and this understanding of paganism is really like this understanding that you are never enough. And so you have to keep reaching for something else. Uh, yeah. Rather than saying like, no, I, I, you, we are enough mm-hmm. as we are. Yeah. So um, he's going to reference here. And this is, you know, this kind of idea of like movement to demote the status of human beings displays a complementary form of paganism. So this is a left-wing movement to demote the status of human beings. And he's going to yeah. highlight um, Peter Singer, who wrote a book called Animal Liberation, um, mm-hmm. and was interviewed and said, just as we accept that race or sex isn't a reason for a person counting more, I don't think that species is a, of a being is a reason for counting more than another being. So, you know, again, this would be the highlight of what, is the true God, you know, yeah. of, of kind of the pagan left yeah. is nature, right? Like yeah. is, is nature. And so it's not even necessarily humanity. It's all of nature and human and humans are the same as any other form yeah. of nature, you know? So, you know, again, I think this may be more to the extreme or it's harder for me to see, Yeah, you know, admittedly I, I can say it's easier for me to kind of criticize and highlight the flaws and those that i disagree with versus sure. those that are kind of i see more on my seat my tribe yeah mm-hmm. so like but um this is what he's saying and i think yeah. there's 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 weight here yeah uh, yeah i think there is definitely weight here. i mean I, there's one story that came around a while ago of like some tree i think in massachusetts i don't remember where but like some at some point there was this historical court case that gave this tree rights <laughs> and so like the town can't hurt this tree or move this tree or cut anything down and then that tree died and there was an acorn from that tree that was like planted next to it and so this son of the tree was said to have had inherited the rights of the original tree and so now there's this new tree that like nobody in the town can 
And like, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't need a tree to have rights in order for me to think we should take care of the earth exactly. and protect the things. Yeah. Like, I don't right. need to give that. Like, I just need us as humans to understand, like, hey, we sure. you know, have a responsibility to care for this earth that was given to us, right? Because we are both a beloved creature of God and we are but dust. And so we uh, have to, yeah, care for this thing that God has given us. I, I do think that the downside of this argument is that it feels so, like, wackadoodle to be like, oh, we're going to give, you know, animals rights, right? Mm-hmm. That it's easier to, like, cast off, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of the same thing that was true of, like, I don't know. Th- there there were those in the 60s and 70s who were really into, like, the hippie culture and who would have run for political office and never would have gotten elected, right? Because people looked into, like, just wackadoodle, right? right. Even, even though it definitely is, like, kind of this far off uh, in the left side. But on on the right, for whatever reason, when we've gone far off wackadoodle, we've all said, well, let's elect these people. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. right? And so that, yeah. that's, it's harder to, to point to the, the, wa- the wackadoodle on the right became normalized. Yeah. Right. Joe Biden is not saying these things. Right. 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 Like Joe Biden is not out there campaigning on a human, yeah. human <laughs> animal. What's the difference? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know, we're all, we're all creatures, baby. Like, right. he's, he's not saying that, you right. know, like uh, Joe Biden never said we're all creatures, baby. <laughs> it seems like I, I think I captured his essence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he did. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like, helps everyone hurts nobody. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think we have to take this out of the political sphere, right? Because yeah. I think that the political left, you know, if we think of Joe Biden and others on what we'd call the democratic party, I think they can be just as guilty of the, uh, the the sin of uh, of success, right? As the mm-hmm. other side, maybe they're not as good at it, right? <laughs> they don't do it as well, but I think they can yeah. be just as guilty of it as the other side. Uh, I think we can be honest about that piece as well. But this feels further removed from the political sphere, at least. Um, but it's definitely something for us to, I don't know, be aware of. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think you know a somewhat growing thing. You know, like. Uh, this, I think this is a real thing that's happening. It is getting bigger. Yeah. And I think it will be, at some point, something to address. Yeah. I, I wonder if in some way... I don't know. I've not prepared for this this comment. I've prepared for this article. I've not prepared for this comment. So maybe I'm going to regret saying this. But I wonder if in some ways, like, the movement that we're seeing around sexuality and gender issues, I wonder if this is connected to this sense of, like, everything is okay, right? If we're just going to throw out a sexual ethic altogether everything is okay is really kind of living into this thing of like, well, we're all the same and it's all, you know, do whatever you want. And I I think there's still like this sense of like, there are healthy boundaries that can be set and there are healthy relationships Mm, that can be held. And those honor things in a different way than, Oh, do whatever you want. Right. Those are two different things. And And I'm speaking in broad generalizations, but I think in some ways, that that movement carried to an extreme can land us in the same place. Sure. Um, so with, like the without, free love 60s. You yeah. Know, right? with, with, without appropriate conversation and boundaries about like, what does it mean to be created and to have the whole world created for you? What, what do both of those things mean? And right. I, I think sometimes uh, the debates that I hear around those lose that centrality of that argument that we are created and the world is created for us. And how do we hold on to that? Even just as simple as having a conversation of what does it mean to be the mo- the only self-aware beings on the planet? Sure. You know, mm. like... Or the only self-aware is- being in this room. Yeah. What's that <laughs> <it> mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like what... You know, if you're making an argument that everything's the same, yeah. start with that it's not, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. and then where do you go from there? Sure. Yeah. 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 Your, right. your dog and I are not the same. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And my dog is very smart. And, yeah, and, and I'm not. So there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like the, like dogs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Cats are awesome. Eh. You just <laughs> but like ignore him. But like I, yeah, like polar bears. Let's humanity, I feel has I, I would hope a stronger desire to care for humanity even yes. over our most beloved animals. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. And like, and this doesn't mean like tear down the rainforest so that some somebody out there gets you know a little bit richer. You right. know, but like, but like yeah. When push comes to shove, our stronger desire should be to care for humanity over nature. Right. You know, because humanity has been created in the image of God. Like, because yeah. we see that intrinsic value there differently. Um, and that doesn't eliminate our love and for animals and our desire to care for the creation that God has has made. It just is acknowledging that there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. All right. So he's going to, you know, wrap it up here. And I guess we'll wrap it up here too. Uh, monotheism is not without its faults. We can acknowledge that. Truth, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. like true, truly, Christianity has done uh, quite a lot of great things, beautiful things, incredible things in this world, mm-hmm. and a lot of horrific, awful things in this world. You Nailed know, it as a Christian. Yep. Um, monotheism 
and this is his final two paragraphs here. Monotheism, as it's be- at its best, acknowledges genuine humility about our inability to know what God is and what God wishes, but asserts that al- although human beings are elevated above the shackles of nature, we are still subordinate to something greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we are nothing but animals, the laws of the jungles inevitably apply. And if we were all pugilists attacking one another in a scramble to climb to the top of the pole, the laws of the jungle still apply. But if we are all children of the same God, all kin, all convinced that there's a spark of eternity in each person, but that none of us is superhuman, then maybe we can return to being human. Except for Iron Man. <laughs> Even though he's not real. <laughs> Same. <laughs> all right. That's his conclusion. What are our, what, you know, what do we think about our conclusion here? I mean, I think he said it well. I, 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 yeah, yeah, we can't stop that. Yeah, this is the problem with using. Yeah, <laughs> let it ride. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back <laughs> next week for Beyond Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think you know, it's a call for us to be, to be human and to acknowledge our humanness. Yeah. And I think paganism, paganism in many ways, calls us be into a place where we're no longer acknowledging our true humanness, or we're elevating it in an unhealthy way. Sure. We're denying one thing or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Le- yeah, we're leaning too far. Leaning yeah. too far into. We are only dust or leading too far into, uh, you know, we are created in the image of God and, you mm-hmm. know, the world is our domain. You know, like yeah. leaning too far into one of those two things gets you into this paganistic mindset. And I think, again, it's not out there. I think the, the call is coming from inside the church. You know, like yeah. this is right in front of us. And sometimes it's at your front door <laughs> in your house. Yeah. And sometimes uh, the hardest is it's easy to see the flaws and faults of the others mm-hmm. and not in not of your oneself. Yeah. So, yeah. We are uh, we're launching a, a capital campaign here at Lord of Life right now. Yeah. We're calling it Growing Faithfully, um, and our fundraising team has had a lot of conversations about this very, like not about paganism, sure. <laughs> but uh, about Let's that. Talk about paganism. Right? <laughs> like, how do we make sure that this campaign is not just about elevating Lord of Life, right? Like, how do we make sure this campaign is about doing things for Lord of Life so that people in the community can experience the love of Christ through this place. And yeah. um, I've, I've just been really blessed by the conversations that we've had in that space because they're drawing me back all the time about like, this is not like, yeah, we have to raise money because we need to do things, but this is not about how much money can we raise. It's sure. about how can we be in touch with the call that God has for us. And so I, I guess I just said, I'm like, I'm grateful for people who instinctually know that this is a conversation that we need to be having differently than we're having in other places. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for those people who call me back to that as well. Cause I get it wrong sometimes, right? I want to elevate myself. I want to look like a good pastor to other people. And sure. yeah, it's easy to errantly measure ourselves by the wrong metrics. Mm. There you go. All right. Well, since we thought he had the best ending and then we gave him our own better ending, take we, that. Uh, well, unending. Take that. <laughs> Wolp. Right. There you go. Better. Remains, remains to be seen. <laughs> it was an ending. Either way, if you enjoyed this article, uh, let us know. Actually, let, uh, what was it? Uh, Rabbi Wolp, what was his first name? David. Joseph? David? David. David? Well, I should have remembered that. You should have. Uh, <laughs> let David uh, Wolp know. Uh, but sure, uh, let us know too if you would like more uh, articles in this vein. Uh, you know, maybe it's worth that 80 bucks a month. We'll s- or 80 bucks a year? I don't 80 know. 80 bucks a year. It's definitely not worth it. Yeah, no, no, no. Month. Yeah. If you want to send it 80 bucks. <laughs> 80 bucks a year, potentially. Yeah, but uh, let us know beyond Sunday podcast at gmail.com and you can find all of our other relevant based podcasts uh, at beyond Sunday podcast.com. They're not all relevant based, but they're all relevant. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, buddy. We'll be back next week with more beyond Sunday.